The Los Angeles Lakers are coming out on top this NBA free agency. Rob Palenka has been putting on a masterclass, solidifying a very, very good Laker team for this next season. There is a lot to break down, a lot of new faces, re-signing some familiar faces. So let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, Rob Palenka in the Laker front office has been exceptionally busy uh, re- or signing Tayshawn Prince, Cam Reddish, Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes, re-signing D'Angelo Russell, re-signing Austin Reeves, re-signing Rui Hachimura. I mean, what a start to the NBA free agency. What are your thoughts on uh, how Rob Plink on the Lakers front office has done so far? You know, Hannah, it's really amazing. We're doing this podcast on Saturday afternoon. So in a space of basically one day, uh, Rob Palenka has put together the entire team for next year, and it looks like a very, very strong team. You know, a lot of pieces that seem to fit together, a lot of youth, a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism. And, of course, you know, he brought back probably the three most important pieces from last year, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and Rui Hashimura. And, uh, you know, things are looking good in Lakerland right now, Hannah. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about uh, the, the re-signing of the former Laker players. But first, let's talk about some of the, the new additions. Dad, obviously, there were a million and one rumors as to who the Lakers were interested in bringing in. Um, some of these names were, of course, on the list. But let's start with the first Lakers signing, Dad, Tayshawn Prince. Uh, I'm loving this because... He's a 6'7 small forward. He's another wing player. Uh, you know, Dad, every year in his career, except for two years, he shot at least 35% from three. And every year, except for three years, he shot at least 37% from three-point range. Um, he's, a, he's a really good player, Dad. This past season, he shot 47% from the floor and 38% from three range. He's also a great free-throw shooter at 85%. So he's not only, you know, that wing player that the Lakers really needed, but he's a really good addition uh, and a really good shooter as well. Yeah, Hannah, I really like the size that the Lakers added this offseason, and, and uh, Tayshaun Prince is, is uh, a perfect example of that. You know, a 6'7 guy, he's long, he's athletic, and he can shoot. You know, he's a 3 and D type player, which they need, and he's a solid veteran. He's 29 years old now, so, you know, he's played for a while, but he's solid. I mean, I guess that's the thing I would say about him. He's solid, he's reliable, he's dependable. And, uh, you know, when he's on the court, he's going to play hard and he's going to do well, Hannah. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are, are really excited about Terry and Prince. I think uh, they feel that he could be a great addition to this Lakers team. But, Dad, next player I want to talk about, uh, Gabe Vincent. Now, this is an interesting player. He was a guy who was tied to the Lakers as well. Um, obviously instrumental for the Heat in, a, in their finals run. He's another point guard. So... The Lakers obviously needed another point guard because, of course, Dennis Shooter uh, didn't sign with the with the purple and gold. So the Lakers needed to go out and they needed to get another point guard. Gabe Vincent is, you know, 6'2". Uh, he shot 40% from the field and 34% from a three-point range. Also another really good uh, free throw shooter, 87%. Again, average 9.4 points per game. So he's not going to be our starting shooting or our starting point guard, but obviously... We don't need a starting point guard because we have D'Angelo Russell. But I think coming off the bench, uh, he's he's a solid, solid backup. Yeah, Hannah, um, 
experts are very, very high on Gabe Vincent. People are amazed that the Lakers got him away from the Miami Heat. You know, putting aside his his regular season numbers, the entire Heat team was not so great during the regular season. But Gabe Vincent was very, very good in the playoffs, very instrumental in the playoffs. In fact, he's been in the playoffs every year since he joined the league four or five years ago. So he's got good playoff experience going forward. And, uh, you know, experts around the league are just delirious that the Lakers got him. I mean, some people feel he could be the starting point guard. If not now, then maybe in the future. But, uh, you know, everybody just thinks that was an incredible pickup for the purple and gold. Yeah, you know, he was obviously a name, like I said, that was being tied to the Lakers. But I think a lot of people just thought it was going to be a long shot. So to see the Lakers come out and get him so quickly is really exciting. Because, again, you know, I, I don't think he should be our starting point guard. I think D'Lo should get that starting nod. But I do think coming off the bench, he's going to be absolutely terrific in leading that second unit. Uh, Dad, next player, Cam Reddish. This is a guy who was tied to the purple and gold for what seems like forever. And it's interesting because he's one of those players who, in my opinion, has never quite reached his full potential, but has also just never quite found the perfect fit with a team in the NBA. You know, he was the number 10 pick in the 2019 uh, draft after, you know, a really nice college career at Duke. He obviously played with Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. Uh, He's only 23 years old, so he's still really young. Uh, But this past season, you know, Average 9.7 points, 47% from the the field, but only shot 31% from three-point range. It's interesting, though, because like I said, he's a type of player who has so much potential. And I think with him, just it's finding the right fit. And I'm hopeful that the purple and gold will be the right fit where he can finally kind of reach his full potential and people can actually see what he can do because I I think he's a a really great player. Again, he's another wing player, which is exactly what the Lakers needed. So I'm super excited to watch Cam Reddish uh, this season. But Dad, what do you think about this signing? You know, Hannah, Cam Reddish and the next guy we're going to talk about, Jackson Hayes, are kind of in the same boat here. These are guys who were highly touted coming out of college. They were one-and-done guys, but they were successful in college. They were both drafted in the lottery. Uh, Cam Reddish, you know, as you said, had a stellar college career, although a short one. And everybody expected him to be a star from the moment he started. But, you know, he was a young guy. As I said, he's he's been in the league like four or five years, and he just turned 23, I think, last month. So uh, people just feel... And I know the Lakers must feel this way. They must feel this way that he's got a lot of untapped potential because he's just never gotten to a place where he had a a consistent role, where he got consistent minutes. And people feel that if he gets a chance, if if he gets to play, if he's given a role, that he can really become a star. You know, he's one of these guys who's got tremendous upside. You know, uh, you never know if he's going to get there, but obviously they, you know, Lakers, I'm sure, are going to have Phil Handy working with him on player development this year. And, you know, uh, he could be a surprise. He could be a big surprise. I know the Lakers must think that way because they've been coveting this guy for quite a while. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I just kind of have a feeling about him. I just feel like he's a player who, like we've been saying, just hasn't found the right fit. And I'm excited because I just have this weird feeling that the purple and gold is going to be the right fit and he's going to have an explosive season, which, of course, would be awesome for us. But, Dad, the other player that you mentioned and uh, the last kind of new face as of right now, Jackson Hayes. This is interesting. Again, he's another young guy, 23 years old, but he's 6'11 and a half. He is so athletic. 
This is the type of player who you watch him play, and, and there are very few guys right now, especially at his age, at that center spot who are as athletic as he is. But he's kind of one of those guys, again, who, like Cam Reddish, just hasn't really found the right fit with an NBA team. He was drafted by by the, by the Pelicans, the eighth pick in the 2019 draft. Um, in four years of the Pelicans, he averaged 7.5 points on 62% shooting uh, from the field. Uh, he also grabs four rebounds a game. He doesn't really try many three-pointers. Obviously, that's, that's not really his game. He's more of a guy who plays towards the rim. Uh, but hasn't really gotten much of an opportunity. Only averaged 13 minutes a game playing this past season, which is actually the lowest in his career. However, as we all know, the purple and gold desperately needed another center on this team. You know, we have, as of now, or before we got Jackson Hayes, we only had Anthony Davis. And we all know AD doesn't like to play center for most of the season because, of course, he wants to try to protect his body. He likes to play that power forward position. So, while Jackson Hayes is not a superstar, I think he's a guy who is going to be able to come in, do exactly what the Lakers need, kind of be like a younger-ish Dwight Howard back when Dwight Howard played for us on that 2020 season where he was kind of near the end of his career, but he came in, he played hard on defense and was really great at protecting the rim and, of course, grabbing some rebounds. But I think Jackson Hayes is a guy that I also think could have a, a good role with the Lakers. But what do you think about this signing? Hannah, people say he reminds them of JaVale McGee. He kind of looks a little bit. His body type is like JaVale McGee. Um, Hannah, I'm excited about Jackson Hayes, and I have a feeling about Jackson Hayes. If you've looked at his highlight reel on YouTube, this is a guy who runs the floor extremely well, who is very active around the rim. He seems to have the capacity to block a lot of shots. You know, he's very long. Uh, and I just have a feeling about him, Hannah, I, I, and I think the Lakers obviously do too. This could be, along with Cam Reddish, again, these are both guys who came into the league with a lot of potential, haven't quite gotten there yet, but people seem to feel that in the right setting, if they get a real opportunity, again, they got to get minutes. If you don't get minutes, there's not much you can do, but I have a feeling about him, Hannah. Yeah, I do as well. And, you know, it's interesting, Dad, because the Lakers, as of right now, they have 13 guys. They could technically sign two more guys. You know, they can go up to 15. However, they're most likely just going to to sign one, are the reports I'm hearing. And they're looking for another big. So I'm kind of curious as to uh, who they're interested in. Do you have any kind of thoughts? Well, Hannah, uh, first of all, for purposes of the cap, and I can't say that I understand this completely, they can maximize their money if they bring back one of the players that they already had signed. And that means if you want a big, maybe Mo Bamba. They probably have enough money to get him. Uh, possible Malik Beasley if you go smaller. And Hannah, what happened to Lonnie Walker? Nobody is talking about him. I mean, he had that great stretch in the playoffs there. I know the Lakers didn't win, but, but uh, he was instrumental against Golden State. And he's just... Nobody talks about him. I, I, I thought there might be some movement to try to bring him back. Now, people were concerned that maybe he had outplayed what the Lakers could offer him, but he hasn't signed anywhere that I've seen uh, unless it happened this afternoon and I missed it. So, you know, uh, I, I, from what I understand for the cap, if you bring back one of your, your you know, former players, it, it works better for you than bringing in somebody totally new. 
But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting to see who the Lakers uh, bring back or, or pick up with that another, you know, 14th and maybe potentially even 15th uh, roster spot. But, Dad, uh, finishing off here, some really exciting news for you. I know – well, first we'll talk about D'Angelo Russell. I think this was the dream situation personally. D'Angelo Russell uh, signs for a two-year deal, $37 million. I think that was – exactly what I wanted. We've all said we wanted to try to re-sign D'Angelo for, you know, kind of a shorter, you know, two-year deal. Exactly what the Lakers got. I love it. I think this was a perfect fit. Uh, Dad, Austin Reeves, you were a little nervous about him as of this morning, but Austin Reeves signed to a four-year deal worth $56 million. Um, That fourth year is going to be a player option. So, Austin Reeves is, you know, locked in for the next three years, which I think he's uh, thrilled about. I know the Laker fans are thrilled about. I can't say enough about Austin. I know you think he is just the best player that you've ever seen at the moment. Uh, so, Dad, what do you think about the first the D'Angelo signing and then obviously give me your thoughts on uh, the Austin Reeves deal as well? Hannah, I'm happy about D'Angelo Russell. I wanted D'Angelo Russell back. I thought he deserved a training camp, a preseason, and a full season with the Lakers. And and that's what we're going to get. And we didn't have to commit long-term to him. And the dollars are, frankly, pretty team-friendly. Uh, you know, D'Angelo was making, I think, $30 million this last season. We're now going to get him for, you know, around 19, a little less than $19 million. That's a good deal for the Lakers on a relatively short-term deal. So I'm glad D'Lo's back. I agree with you. I'd like to see him starting in the backcourt with uh, with Austin Reeves. I think that's probably going to way it's going. Let's not forget Max Christie. Nobody's talking about him, but I think the Lakers have plans for him to play this year too, and he looks pretty good. I'm going to look forward to seeing him in summer league in a couple of days. But um, And now Austin Reeves. Okay, so... Uh, you know, some people say they're feeling a little sorry for Austin because he's probably worth a little more. This is the most the Lakers could pay him. And, let you know, let's not cry for the guy. I mean, $56 million is a heck of a lot of money. Uh, you know, he's still going to be young in three years. If he, if he feels like he's worth more, he can opt out of that fourth year and, and sign a bigger contract. So I think he's just fine. I'm thrilled that he's going to be back, Hannah. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, every time I, I spend some time looking at his high, highlight reels, not just from this past year, but from the year before when he was a rookie. And, you know, it is nothing short of astonishing, you know, the plays that he makes on both ends of the court, uh, the shots he makes, the three-pointers he makes, just everything he does. And as we know, even aside from the stats, Hannah, anybody who watches Laker games knows that for whatever mysterious reasons, the Lakers just play better when he's on the court. So that's that's my wrap-up for Austin Reeves. Absolutely. You know, Dad, let's give, to conclude this episode, let's give uh, Rob Plinka and the Lakers an overall grade of NBA free agency. I think it's an easy A. You know, I think they established... They brought back the players that they needed to bring back in Rui and Austin and D'Angelo Russell doing it for deals that allowed them to go out and sign other players. I think they went out and they addressed exactly the the issues that we had last season in terms of getting those wing defenders who can shoot the three but also defend as well. And of course, bringing in some youth, you know, not just focusing on the now but also thinking about the Lakers' future and their legacy 
past LeBron James. So I, I really can't say enough about how well I think Rob Plinka and, and the Lakers front office did this NBA free agency. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited for next season. I think we are definitely upgraded our team. And uh, without adding, you know, too many new guys where it's going to take some time to get that chemistry, I just, I'm really, really fired up and really excited for the Lakers season to start. I agree with you, Hannah, and I also agree with you. And I think this is one of the takeaways that you have to have, that the Lakers, you know, they, they certainly got the players they need for next season to try to surround LeBron and AD, but they also also clearly are looking to the future, which is exactly what I think they should do because this is probably going to be LeBron's last year with the Lakers. At most, we'll have another year after that, but I think this is probably going to be it. And so the Lakers did the absolute right thing, getting some young players with some promising upside. We also drafted, we haven't mentioned the two guys they drafted and the undrafted players that they signed because that Colin, I can't remember his last name off the top of my head. Yeah, Castleton, right. I have a, I have a feeling about that guy. So, uh, you know, let's see how it works out. But on paper, Rob Palenka did a heck of a job from start to finish. I'm looking forward to the next season. Laker fam, I know you guys listening are as well, but I want to hear from you. What would you grade the Lakers during this free agency? Uh, you can tweet me. My Twitter's at score underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Till next time, Laker Han and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.